raise it up, why? Raise it up. Episode looking at you. <laughs> Hello. Yellow. We're gonna be getting ready in three, two, one. I was sad you didn't give me five. Oh. I did five, oh. and I, you said three. Oh. I said, oh, we, we're gonna start again. Okay. Five. Wait. And, and then we're gonna do it. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey loves, hey loves, hey loves. My name is Yan Vaughn. I also go by Y. And this is another incredible episode of Raise It Up Why the Podcast, where OGs kick game to real ones only. When we say we raise it up, we raise up your self-awareness, vibration, and your capacity for love. We use that, we do that using non-corny positivity from the West Coast to the world. This is what we are here to do. I am so thankful to start a whole new year with Love Culture. That is the group of people that support not only this podcast, but all things Wyan Vaughn or Wyan Wilkins. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. This is the first time I'm coming to you as a fiancé, and I have my fiancé, TJ Wilkins, here in studio, a.k.a. my house, uh, right alongside me. Um, That's right. It's late for him. These are my regular work hours, and uh, he usually gets pretty silly towards the evening, so this, this should be really funny. And I look forward to whatever the H-E double hockey sticks is about to happen in this 66th episode of Raise It Up Why the podcast. I'm not going to hold y'all, keep y'all too long. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone spending your non-refundable time and energy here with us today. Um, JBP loves, I'm going to get to y'all in just a second. My classic loves from Instagram Live, we've been doing this thing listening to this podcast, discussing topics on it, going on, oh my gosh, four years. Four years. Going on four years this May. Uh, love culture as uh, like love lounges and stuff. Yeah, but. From IG Live, that started in 2020. 2020. The day, uh, the last Tuesday of May. It was May 26, 2020. And your, your podcast anniversary is. Today. 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 This last episode, the first episode of Raise It Up Why aired the final Thursday 
in January 2019. Man, that's fucking incredible. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. That's so you're Come on. You're here with me on the culmination of 5 years and we're starting the 6th wow. year. So this is some special stuff. I'm sorry. Was that like the beginning of Do You Know What Today Is? You better know it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For everybody who didn't know what that was, <laughs> like I'm hearing that yeah. with one ear. Um, it's a long story. We're not even going to get into half the stuff I'm talking about. Again, I'm going to try to keep us on track. We have my niece here in the house, very much asleep in the back of this place. We are trying to wake no one up. All right. Uh we're going to have a great show today. Um, if you are listening along, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you can consume podcasts, thank you for tuning in with us. If you are watching on YouTube, we thank you there uh, for your non-refundable time and energy. And you get to see what my team does with this set design. I want to say shout out to Clouded Chris, at Clouded Chris. Uh, he's from, I call everyone our... our uh, Episodes, not episodes. What in a in a show? Seasons. Mm -hmm. I, so season one of Raise It Up Why Support is IG. For sure. Season two, Clubhouse. Season three was AMP. Yeah. Season four, very short lived. The funding got uh, butchered. Was Station Head. So uh, we didn't stay there very long. Yeah. Like two, three episodes long. So yeah. AMP uh, season three is where I met. I love at Clouded Chris. He's a rapper from Atlanta, a real dope dude. And um, he came in one of my love lounges on AMP and uh, was, oh no, excuse me. I, for the first time, opened a radio app and heard my voice. He was playing, uh, uh, don't mind my inhibitions. Yeah. Don't mind my bad intentions. Not inhibitions, Wayana. Mm -hmm. You've got my attention. And that don't happen often. I was just so surprised. I'm like, I said, oh my gosh. I walked into your space and I'm literally hearing me. I said, this is like, I'm sure some version of what people feel like when they first ever hear their song on a radio or something like that. And um, he and I rocked after that moment of me going into his room. He ended up coming to the Our Love Lounge and has been on with us on Instagram He's a rapper himself, and he's just one of the most nice people. I guess it's that Southern, you know, Atlanta thing or whatever, like the Southern kindness sort of a thing. He embodies that, and as a as an artist and as a person, he was somebody that when he first saw Raise It Up Why, the first thing he said was, your set design is impeccable. I says, I can take no credit that is my angels, my team of beautiful ladies. Onet underscore Ashe on Instagram is right behind that particular camera there. And our at Cup of Sue Angel is manning the front of the house. You understand me? We are uh, an amazing team here at Raise It Up. Why always shouts out to Boomer Did It, who did our sound. He is actually a part of a collective that he included me in called The Yarders. They have a show tonight. They're opening up for uh, Nate Dogg's son. Oh, shit. Nice. At Inhale. Inhale. Yeah. yeah. And it's in <laughs> H-A-L-E. And uh, Boomer, L7 Hayes, CA said, they're all there uh, with them. So last year That's on dope. this episode, the first episode of the year, all of those boys were in here. 
So we had them on, remember? Mm-hmm. We had them on with us. So it's just so, there's such a full circle moment that they're um, performing tonight and everything. So always shouts out to Boomer Did It, who did our sound, who does our sound for this podcast, and at Dave for Engineering on Instagram, who anytime I decide to do more music, always uh, masters as well as uh, helps man any of putting out my music uh, that he does. That's the squad, the angels, uh, and some others actually, but for the Raise It Up Y team, that's our squad. So I'm just thankful for all of you that are listening in, um, rocking with us, and uh, let's get into this episode. Surprise, surprise. You'll hear about why it's called that in just a second. We always ground the beginnings of each of our episodes, it's a way that we all come into this space um, wholly, if that makes sense. Our body, minds, energies, souls, everything. We can separate space from where we were before we turned on this podcast to get ready to go all the way up with you, me, TJ, the angels, everybody here while we go up. Um, I invite you to close your eyes if you don't mind. If you would... Uh, And let's get grounded. Let's get present real quick. Take a moment. Be here with me. I'd like you to hear my voice. I want you to feel your feet. How about you wiggle your toes in your nice Uggs like me right now? And bring your awareness up your body up and touch your nose. Just recognize that you are here. I'd like you to breathe a breath in. Blow a breath out. Do that again in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just take a moment. Own this. This is a miracle you are living. It's called life. That you are breathing. You are here. You are winning because you are living this life. And just by spending this time with my voice right now, Becoming present like this is investing into your betterment. And I would like you to sit with that and feel proud. Let's go all the way up. For all of you who might not know, because uh, I might have some JBP loves, new JBP loves. Some of y'all have been rocking with me since 2022. So love to y'all. And also that's because of this guy right here. Um, We'll get into that in just a second. Um, Yo, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our clubhouse loves. I'm thankful for our station head loves, amp loves, classic OG, IG loves. I'm I'm very thankful for everybody that rocks with us. But if you are a new JBP love, you might not have known that I am a trained therapist and a non-traditionally practicing one. I'm an edutainer, an educator as well as an entertainer. So in this first segment, which is called Raise Them Up. I want y'all to know that as a therapist, as a educator and as an entertainer, I take me wherever I go. I hope all of you do the same. If you a real nigga, I hope you take that with you to LA and New York, all right? If you're a humble sweetheart of a person, I hope you're that way when you're in front of millionaires or when you're helping out at a soup kitchen. I don't want you to switch up. Uh, people that switch up are fake. And we have a tendency to really fuck with real ones, not only on the West, but also here in love culture. So I just wanted to address this really quickly because I wrote in a question to Joe Button's pod. This is the third time one of my questions has been featured on his show. And um, 
this particular response caused a little bit of a stir uh, <laughs> on my pages, my ra- at Raise It Up Y, at Wyanna, um, and within some of the JBP love culture. And a few of you, like I say, you are new. So, hola, chola. Hope you can learn to hang with us. But we're all about non-corny positivity. I do not function ever to hurt or see anyone lose. I always look to be a help, a person that maybe can hold a mirror up to you to let you see what others can see about you. I'm not saying it's what everyone sees about you. However, the final, the final, the most recent question that I submitted to the JBP that Joe Budden read online was, in my opinion, an example of holding up a mirror to what some could call like an, 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 a, a moment of accountability. Mm-hmm. And something that TJ Wilkins always says, and you're right here so you can correct me when I'm wrong, as my fiance, uh, <laughs> that part, uh, when you're not ready for the type of realness or honesty that accountability can bring, Mm -hmm. the ego will take that moment for learning as a personal attack. Absolutely. You've said so as much on this podcast where we've had our relationship challenges um, in times past. Why that's important for JBP loves is because when I was phoned and I called into the Joe Budden podcast, April, 2022, we were discussing a relationship problem that you and I had had, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. So I'm only bringing this up because it's full circle. Sometimes holding up the mirror to somebody's actions doesn't feel good. It doesn't necessarily mean that holding up a mirror is an attack. And if you think that holding up a mirror to what you do, if someone describes to you what you're doing by way of their perception, that's the mirror, right? How I perceive it. If I'm holding this up to you and you look at that and you think that the mirror is attacking you, who's the only person that you see when you're in the mirror? I only see you. Okay. So... I'll read what Joe Budden read on his pod. Hey, JBP. That's a lie. JBN gents. All the guys on the Joe Budden network. Question. Do y'all think Mel is committed to misunderstanding men? For people who don't know, the beautiful, the intelligent, uh, former video vixen, current actress, Melissa Ford, is on the Joe Budden podcast. The second question I ever asked on Joe Budden's podcast was one of the first days that Mel came on and was about to become a permanent fixture on the show. And this was something that I couldn't have guessed and I never knew. So I bring this up because Mel as I was listening to a Patreon episode, which everybody is not subscribed to Joe Budden's Patreon, so you might not know, there's an episode called Homie Court. Real quick, in the episode, and JBP loves, if I miss anything, please comment, correct, do whatever you have to do in the YouTube comments. 
if I clip this up, we could do this on the Raise It Up Why page at R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y on Instagram and everywhere you can find Raise It Up Why, uh, that particular name. Um, if y'all think I'm tripping for the Patreon, uh, for the Patronies, I call my patro- Patronies something different, that's why. Um, for the Patronies, an episode called Homie Court, go look at the timestamp. 40 minutes and nine seconds in. That's how much, like, I know exactly where this happened. I'm like, this is so interesting. So as a trained therapist, I'm watching her engage with one of the co-hosts that's currently on the show. His name is Imani. Imani is actually how you pronounce it, if I'm not mistaken, but they call him Imani. Melissa Ford goes out with a few guys that were on the show. Some of them are actually fixtures on the show, and then some of them were kind of like friends of the show that came in. They all go out to a club. Everybody is on a platform that has about 5 million viewers per week. Yeah. They go to a public place. They don't have security. They don't know whose night it is on or whatever. They get into this place. Melissa goes in, leaves the boys that she came with, and is missing for 20 minutes or something like that. Okay. And for the guys that were there, as they were talking about it on the episode called Homie Court, they were saying, Mel, you don't do that when you go out with men. Men are there protecting you. We didn't know where you were. If something cracked off, how could we have even protected you? Like, that's... It's inconsiderate. It's this. They were explaining again. If you want to know this, subscribe to Joe at at least the twenty five dollar level. Lob to Joe. Uh, subscribe to him because I'm not sure what unlocks this particular episode. I have the highest subscription, so I see everything. I don't know what everybody else does. So she's getting a a moment of accountability mm-hmm. on the show. People are holding up a mirror. This is what you did. You got missing for about 20 minutes. We were concerned. We were ready to go about 10 minutes in, but we couldn't leave because we're not going to leave you as a, what if something happened to you? Mm-hmm. Somebody, a, a, a disgruntled Joe Budden podcast fan didn't like a take and decided to wail on you. Yeah. Like somebody has done Charlemagne back in the day. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not like it doesn't happen. Right. You, a, a personality for media can get a real life consequence. This is real. So who knows? But the point is, if you have three or four guys with you, you shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that anyways. Yeah. She's fighting the responses from all of the gentlemen on the show, tooth and nail, anything they bring up to let her see a different perspective to say, Hey, don't you kind of see how this could have been taken it's an attack. It's this. It's that. There's all this thwarting. It's almost like she's not able to hear what they're saying. This is what I'm responding to 40 minutes and nine seconds into that particular episode. So I'm saying that to anybody who hasn't seen the episode so y'all know where the question comes from. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. As a female day one listener who's loved the dynamic of an all-male pod, I wanted to add a different perspective to male being the sole woman on the podcast. For me, it's been a challenge to remain engaged when male refutes accountability or meanders around topics. Meanders is in quotation because that's a word that she described using as a woman <coughs> telling a story. Uh, men, you know, again, this is a trained therapist here. 
I have a lot of homeboys who are men. I work with a lot of men, whether in the education, higher ed sector or in the music industry. And one thing I can tell you, whether it's Dr. Dre or, uh, you know, John John from the college where I used to work, men tend to be direct communicators. They are deductive, not inductive reasoners. Therefore, you give them, and this is something that she mentioned on the show, you give them the punchline first. And if interested, they'll be like, oh, let's continue talking about that. Then you can give them a story and then also end with your punchline. And in case anybody didn't recognize, it's exactly how I formatted the question. I asked the question directly straight up. I give context. And then at the end of the question, I ask the question again, because I know I'm writing in to a male-dominated podcast. If it was a woman-dominated podcast, I would change my approach. Possibly. Because it's also now you're thinking about business and you're thinking about airwaves and time and time is money. So maybe, you know, maybe I would change, but I'm not sure. Point is, she meanders around topics. Her words, not mine. That's why I used it. It's a challenge listening to the female representation on the show differs so vastly, not only from women I know, also other women and beautiful women that have been on Joe's podcast, as well as myself. I'm sure being raised by hip hop culture and reality rappers, AKA West coast rappers makes me more used to masculine tones and opinions, which was the point that she kind of hearkened on listening to this question be read out loud. She's like, Oh yeah, I have no brothers. I don't do this hip hop thing in, in real life. Like she was a part of hip hop in the video Vixen era, but it's not like these are people that she was being friending, uh, going places with, uh, like brothers and having a bunch of brothers all the time from her mouth. This podcast is like the first time she ever had an experience like that. So, You know, I have an older brother and a baby brother. I have you and all your cousins. I have all of the kids from the the college. You know, this podcast was started by young black men wanting to be introduced to their positive self-image and worth from hip hop. All that. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. We get where I'm coming from. It's very different. So watching Imani speak to Mel's possible thoughts is mansplaining. If a guy is explaining you as if you aren't able to do it for yourself that is mansplaining and when this happened on uh homie court mel did not protest because when he mansplained it was in his favor since this she said well there are times where men uh on episode 688 where this question was read there are times where men have to say something and that's how other men are able to understand it That's true. Mm -hmm. There are times when it takes a man to state exactly what the fuck you just said. And then other men, you know, will hear you. It's also still mansplaining. Two things can be true. There's answers in both columns. However you want to look at it. Let's keep going. Mel loud talking ice the same way ice asked Imani not to do to him gets permitted because he already described feeling like he's walking on eggshells when it comes to conversing with Mel. How often do you go places where people make you feel like you're walking on eggshells to be around them when you're conversing with them? Me personally, Mm -hmm. not very often. Especially as a man. How many women do you date or consider friendship wise all of that if when you talk 
you feel like your words, your sentiments, your sentences will be picked apart to find where you're wrong at? Um, not many these days. In the past, there would be times, but often... Especially the, if like it was like yeah. a possibility to hit, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, well, I mean... That's like one of the most... Yeah, because at that point, it's about winning. There you go. <laughs> it's not about a connection. It's not oh. about a relationship. I'm not going to have to know you for very long. I'll put up with what you're doing because yeah. I'm going to get the pussy later. And then I probably won't call after that. Because yeah. I won. I'll ghost. Hello? I don't be just talking, JBP loves and everybody else. And this is not TJ just speaking with me. Any man, any heterosexual man who deals with a lot of women or this kind of an individual, even if you're, you know, if you identify differently in how you love and who you love. If there's ever a person who feels like every time you walk around them, you're going to be on eggshells or a tightrope because you never know what you're going to get from their volatile responses to you. Yeah. It's common sense and human nature that you won't spend a lot of time around that person. This isn't deep. As we continue, the lack of accountability male embodies during topics like these is why I stopped listening to other female dominated podcasts. Didn't even want to say which ones because some of them used to be on the Joe Budden Network, so I leave that alone. So I want to ask the guys, do y'all feel like Mel is dedicated to misunderstanding men slash y'all? P.S. I also recognize that her contrast is a plus to the show for conversations like these. I know a lot of women who might not realize this applies to them, too. Mm -hmm. Mel is just a feminine figure on the show. She's said it before, and it's still true. She doesn't represent every woman in the world that shouldn't be her responsibility and it isn't her responsibility. She is a female representation on the show though. And there are some ladies that probably think, look, feel, behave exactly like Mel. And in those instances, this whole thing applies to them too. Right. right? So it's great for conversation like these. So please keep going Mel and Mel, like I said, if this ever crosses your desk, I prayerfully hope that this emboldens you to always keep going and being yourself uh, because it's dope. But the question remains right here and right now. Parks, the tall white dude that we saw at Ninth Thing uh, at the Grammy party last year. Um, Parks' response was one that I wasn't anticipating and I liked it. He said, I think that she be potting. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I says, you know what? That's that even feels like the kindest way to acknowledge some of yeah. what I see. You know what I'm saying on the pod and everything. And if you look at the post that I put up, JBP loves people who just encountered it. Uh, some of those screenshots for for that particular thing weren't from random people. They were from other people in the music industry. Yeah, who hit me up. Even when I was on the show before, and they was like, hey, yo, thank you for saying something. Because <laughs> hey. could a man have ever said this to her? I mean, he could, but he would be, you know, uh, called all kind of chauvinist and uh, what do you call it? Um, what's it like? The fucking phrase I hate, that toxic masculinity bullshit. Ooh. Like, 
he wouldn't because it'd be like, oh, you're attacking her. And it's like. And that's what she said. She said I was that my question and I was attacking her. No, no. But let's go back to the top of this whole thing. What did you say about accountability? Accountability to somebody who's not ready for it feels like an attack. You you feel like somebody's attacking your you as a person, and it's not that. It's these habits that you have that you are not willing to own. That's the issue. You know, people don't own their shit. The lack of ownership. Yeah. The lack of ownership. Immediate lack of ownership and not even a moment to say, is any part of this true? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because because owning that would, would probably speak to a deeper a part of themselves where, you know, say, you tell me, mm-hmm. I think you're... Um, Mis, um, dedicated to misunderstanding women. Yeah. Right. If, if, if we'll just we'll just put the shoe on the other foot for a second. Yeah. And I say, well, I you know I feel like that's an attack. What I'm really saying is, what you said to me rubs me the wrong way, and in my mind, somewhere in my psyche, me misunderstanding you equates to me being a bad person. It equates to me being. Shame. Yeah, it's, it's shame. shame. It's shame. That's it's why like when you said bad yeah. person, I'm like, oh, okay. I already know what that's, that that's, vibration is. That's always what it comes down to because there's, there's shame. Rather, we've been taught that there's shame in getting it wrong. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So if we get it wrong, then that means, oh, I'm, I'm bad and I'm a bad person. So, yeah, you know. Because the difference between shame... And guilt, which are the two lowest vibrating emotions. Shame, the lowest guilt, the one right above it. The difference between shame and guilt is these two statements. Shame's, uh, guilt says, I did bad. Mm-hmm. Shame says, I am bad. Mm-hmm. And the ego is a, self, <coughs> a self-protecting defense mechanism holding space of the psyche. So the second you feel bad, mm-hmm. the ego is going to pop in with vibrato, with humor, with mm-hmm. fight, flight, freeze, whatever it does. It's going to pop itself in to the equation in order to try to be a buffer to whatever is going on psychologically. Of course. Hmm. Of course. So JBP loves, especially the new ones, in case you've never met me. Hello, my name is Wyan Vaughn. I also go by Why. I host my own podcast here called Raise It Up Why. We are currently on for the first time as fiancés. Surprise, surprise. There is no part of Wyan Vaughn that would ever move to the East Coast, number one. I would love to visit. What did, what did Biggie say about L.A.? You know, uh, Great place to visit. Yeah, I'll yeah. visit the East Coast, but what did Frank Ocean say? Why see the world when you've got the beach? Mm-hmm. Don't know why see the world yeah. when you've got the beach. Uh, nigga, if you don't see some of our doggone sunsets, the 70 like degree uh, 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 at the beach Christmas that we just had. Yeah. So meaning, Wyan is never, ever looking to take anybody's space in the JBP universe, uh, the JBN, if it would like to work with at Raise It Up Why, the show itself, 
Now that's completely separate. I enjoy listening to the JBP. That is my space for entertainment. I don't want to create a space for work in it. So everybody who's new here, who might not know me, how I get down, um, Joe Budden started his podcast February 18th, 2015. Wyan started podcasting with Dr. Dre, Exhibit, Battle Cat, DJ Pooh, um, and a whole bunch of others the 4th of July, 2015. But I got the job the day after my birthday, three months from today, April 14th in 2015. I'm not new to this. I'm very true to this. Since Joe has been doing his podcast, YN has been in the space for podcasting. Dr. Dre's show ended with Apple Music, and when it ended, I took a year off, then started my own thing. But there's no part of me that lusts after or desires to make work out of the form of entertainment I consume called the Joe Budden Podcast. I want to say that for the people who don't yet know me and are maybe not even looking to get to know me, which is fine. But the folks that comment things like, oh, it's great to see somebody trying to shoot her shot so bad to get Mel's place on the show. I'm like... Honey, respectfully, suck a dick. Whosoever's dick that you can find, suck that one. Um, this one's off limits, of course. Uh, the idea being people who talk as openly like that on Instagram or anywhere else, um, it's cute to watch people say things that they would never say in front of me, Boomer, L7, Hayes, Dave, for and a bunch of other men. It's not even just black men I just named. Like I'm talking about some of my gay homies could do that work for me. Like, please. Please. Keyboard warriors, man. Keyboard warriors, man. <laughs> Sensitive thugs. They all need hugs. Yeah. Um, it's real nigga shit over here. It's been that and will continue to be that for all the JBP loves that rock with me in the realest way. I appreciate all of you and everything that you do. Um a real person is a real person, whether they're a therapist, an entertainer, an educator, or all three. And when I see something, I see it and I speak on it. Because the best thing I can do for someone, if I didn't like somebody, the best thing I can do for a miserable person is leave them alone. Because you're guaranteed your misery. So in a case like Melissa Ford's, she is amazing, beautiful, and continuing to learn life the same way you and I are as fiancés right now. Yeah. We're all doing this thing, life and living and learning and hopefully loving. A part of love is finding ownership for as many things that you can within yourself. My podcast is all about love, high vibrations, self-awareness, expanding your capacity to and for love. And that's what this year's focus is going to be on. Last year, we focused on the hip hop side of the pod because it was the 50th year. The year before that, we focused on raising the vibration. The year before that was self-awareness. This year is going to be that third tenant of raising it up. The capacity for love. Yeah. You can't love what you don't know. You and I have loved each other and known each other for seven years. As boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, as right. as as acquaintances, friends, then boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm, That's right. We count the start of our relationship from the day that we met, yellow. Um, but I only bring all that up as we get into this get raised. So we're separating 
the Raise Them Up. Uh, Raise Them Up is where I get to edutain y'all. I did that with the JBP question. We are uh, maneuvering into the Get Raised, which is where I find an OG, bring them on this pod, <laughs> and they get to make a real one out of me, which is a student in our culture. OGs in love culture are original guides, and they are the educators in love culture, real ones are the students of love culture. So I bring people who know more than me about topics onto the pod to not only edutain y'all, but myself as well. TJ Wilkins, I think this get raised is unique because continuing the flow of that point from um, creating ownership out of a part of love, expanding your capacity for love is helping you learn more about yourself. As we just saw with Melissa Ford and YM Vaughn, I don't have no malintent towards the woman. I don't have no malintent towards anybody, yeah. first off. But how could you? you I, I I'm me wherever yeah, I go. Yeah, That's you, what I'm yeah, trying to yeah. say. So I'm me wherever I go. So if someone encounters me and sees something less than love, it could be an indication of what they brought to the equation. You understand? Um, so if I know that I'm walking in somewhere positive and I'm leaving that same place positive, but the place we just went felt negative, I know I brought the the plus in. Yeah. I know when I, you multiply a plus with a negative, don't you get a negative? Yeah. If you, you have an add and a subtract, it's always a subtraction yeah. problem. So if someone felt negativity when YM was around, you brought it respectfully. Right. Unless I brought it, because I'm real enough to tell you when I'm bringing the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I've done it a couple times on this pod. Not often, but in an admonishment or a corrective iron sharpening iron type of way. Either way, when I was on it, I let you know I was on it. Because that's right. a, a self-awareness point that I, that I dwell in. So when we're raising our capacity for love, expanding what that looks like, just like in the JBP question example, what we're looking to do is allow people an opportunity to own more of their shit. With you and me being on this pod in this way, it's very new because we've been fiancés for a few weeks now. Yeah. Like two, though. Yeah, like two weeks. A little over two weeks. A little over two weeks. Yeah. But like this coming Thursday makes three weeks. Makes, yes. So we're very new. Surprise, surprise. We're very new in this space. Yes, we are. Okay. So as we are new in this space, I want to see how you're feeling and, and have you tell the loves. I've purposely avoided talking about the engagement Engage. in love lounges on Love Tuesdays with the Instagram oh, crowd, man. with the YouTube crowd. I I try to just, I'm like, yeah, 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 hi, nice ring. Yeah, so let's get back to the topic. Right. I have thwarted this shit because I knew that we were going to unpack it here. How how has this been feeling for you? <laughs> um, It's been feeling wonderful. It's been feeling um new, exciting. Yeah. A little... uh. A little intimidating, um, but like a better way to say that is just a new opportunity, a new, a new, yeah, a new opportunity to rise to the occasion, yeah. you know, and, and accept 
accept the challenge of um, of being a novice at yeah. I ain't never been a fiance and neither have I right not so, in real life <laughs> so you know um, there's just there's so much feels like there's so much to do and learn and but it's fun you know it's it's the it's the it's the roller coaster ride that we signed up for and I'm happy about it I'm going to ask you questions that loves have been asking me. Okay. Because I don't like speaking for another <laughs> human. I like okay. allowing people to tell their stories. Cool. When did you know it was right? What you mean, like? When did you know it was the right time for us to go from boyfriend, girlfriend to being fi- fiancés? Um, it happened. I was coming. I had just come home from a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, in Aspen, and I was sitting on the plane next to this lady, and we got to talking about life. And um, of course, you came up, and she was asking like all these questions, like, "Well, how long y'all been together?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's getting ready to be seven years." At the time, we hadn't celebrated our our anniversary yet. And um, she was like, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, lady, if you only knew, right. like, you know what I mean? And the truth of the matter is, shit, I'm, you know, this is a safe space. Like, the thing that I was waiting for was, like, having, like, all my bread, like, just right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I work hard. I work a lot, but it's what I love to do. So it does, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, I'm also of the school of thought that you got to, you got to plan for a family. You got to plan for a wife. Mm -hmm. She had a fiance. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I just, I felt like I didn't have my plan together. Right. So it was kind of, it was kind of like, uh, you know, we talk about the holding patterns, like with airplanes before they land. Or take off. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you and I talked about it, you know, about that conversation. And the answer I gave you as to why I hadn't popped the question compelled you <laughs> to say, well, here's where I'm at with it. It surprised, surprised yeah, me, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. To say the least. And... What I what I can't stress enough is it wasn't that conversation was not pressure, like because I know oftentimes you know just in the way that like our society thinks it's like you got to pressure that man to marry you, girl, because he got to put a ring on it because you know you know the goal is to be man. Fuck what anybody's saying. The goal is to be happy. Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Be happy first. Yeah. And if that and if that happiness looks like you spending time and and getting to know you and loving you, yeah. then so be it. If it if it looks like after you've done that work or after you've spent that time with yourself and you want to share mm-hmm. with someone else, okay, then do that. But just because people tell you to, you know, get fuck that. Like so, you we talked and you just let me know. Like no, here's where I am with it. And yeah. Here's here's 
how I feel about marriage. Here's how I feel about you yeah. and marriage. And after that conversation, I just remember sitting there like we were on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got off the phone. I'm sitting in my living room like one being like, man, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> on on if we don't if we don't talk about it at Love Lounge Live LA yeah. in, in February, yeah. then we'll I'll do a Patreon exclusive That's and, and we'll we'll talk about that particular conversation because that yeah. was deep. Yeah. So nevertheless. But you were in your living room Yeah, it. I was in my I was just in my living room like, man, what? And it was interesting because all of the reservation that I had about like not having shit together, you were like, like, yo, like what, well, you know, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like you good. Like I I told you, like I'll, I'll be with you in this condition and this, like I'm here. And it was like, okay, the, the light bulb started to, you know, to come on long story short. Um, I had a conversation with God and I'm like, and I was like, well, I don't really, I mean, God, like I know, like I want this to be right and this and this. And then, and God was like, Oh, cause the question you asked me was like, is the only thing stopping you from, from like going forward is like this money shit. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> hell yeah. And you're like, and that's when you told me, you're like, look, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love you, you know, and I know you're going to figure it out. But I, oftentimes, like, in our relationship, I have to, I have to, like, be made aware, like, and then got to see it for myself, too, you know? That's true. So, talk to God, and I was like, God, I, you know, I heard what she was saying, and she's right, but I'm just, you know, this is what I'm on. Mm-hmm. And he said to me in a very small, still voice, he goes, so how you know, like, I ain't going to bless you if you just... Take the leap. Mm-hmm. If you if you you said out of your own mouth that if you don't marry her, you ain't getting married. Mm-hmm. On numerous occasions, you said out of your mouth that if you're going to do life with anybody, it got to be her. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. You've said out of your own mouth. You don't need any more convincing, right? So. That being said, you gotta you you gotta make you it's on you. You got the number. It's on you. <laughs> you to make, make the call. call. You know what I'm saying? No, I come quick. Careful yeah. decorate your wall. But it was like that, and it was like, damn, okay, you're right. So, you know, the challenge, the 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 thing I was kind of up against was like my own psyche. Like, nigga, you know, you ain't got. Well. Mm-hmm. Based on what we talked about here and, you know, on, I think, a previous episode, mm-hmm. anytime I get faced with something that I that I know is good, yeah, but I know it's a bit of a challenge or it feels like a challenge, yeah. nigga, I'm jumping head first. Got you. So I made the call. Uh, at that time, we were rehearsing for Obama. Mm-hmm. I made the call and was like, called up the jeweler, set it up, mm-hmm. and went down. And immediately started, um, you know, oh, let me back up. Okay. Prior to that, prior to that conversation, this is how serious, like, about taking this next step that we both were. And, you know, 
where we went to ring shopping. We were looking at rings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At Tiffany's. And it was like, I want to see what you like. And then I think when I got, I think it was when I got home from tour. Yeah. Yeah. Got home from tour. And we sat on your couch. And I'm like, hey, what do you like? Yeah. And at that time, you know, because I wasn't thinking about like, oh, all the, what am I trying to say? I wasn't thinking about like all of the the shortcomings, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like, no, this is this feels right. This yeah. feels like like we're gonna do this. So after, you know, we, we look, I kinda got an idea for what you wanted, took pictures of the shit. You did. Fellas. <laughs> fellas. <laughs> let me let me give you a word of advice. Find if you if you're gonna propose to a woman, yeah, find out what she likes. Because if you get something that she don't like, Oof. you setting yourself up for her to be like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, right. And she hating oh. that shit and you. So you listen in real life. So anyway, called and it was like, it just felt right. Like everything, after everything that we had talked about when it came today to propose, man, I didn't feel nothing but peace. And you and checked in with yourself. I checked in like... Do I feel, you know, what do I, am I, like, am I nervous? Am I, uh, uh, am I, do I feel like second guessing? And it was like, no. All those questions, tell me if you think I, I mean, tell me what you think about okay. it. Tell me what you think about it. No, um, all those questions mm-hmm. that you had to check in with yourself about mm-hmm. fear, anxiety, feeling pressured, any of those things, those are are all of the things that maybe certain things in society have made you think you would think or other conversations with men made you think you would think or this is just what you thought came along with this kind of a commitment? Hell yeah. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. I mean, I can't tell you how many, like... Uh, TV shows, you know, you watch where like the character is about to get married and then mm-hmm. motherfucker gets cold feet or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the fuck, you know, or, or you know, you have people kind of talking or you overhear people, I won't say telling me personally, but like you overhear people talking about like, yeah, man, like you still out here, like, you know, sow your wild oats and all that kind of shit, you know, like, which is fine for other people, but I knew for what I needed in my life, yeah. that lifestyle never really was for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had fun, mm-hmm. like, but it wasn't never like, yeah, nigga, I'm going to just be out here wilding and then I, I guess I'll go on and settle down mm-hmm. you know, when I'm all broke down and shit. <laughs> you Creep, know what I'm creepy old uncle. Yeah. Refer you know back mean? to... April last year or yeah. the year before, I know it was one of the April episodes. We talked about creepy old uncle syndrome, right? And the YN's words of right. wisdom for sure. Or you be that like that old nigga. Oh, I'm shooting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's late, but it, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> or you be that old nigga that like he he killed it like in every area of life, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He the women, the money, like all of that. But again. Time just kind of he didn't see certain opportunities that he could have, mm-hmm. and so now like this nigga has to pay for companionship. Like he got he tricking off you know oh yeah money you know what I'm saying because 
other shit that you haven't um, developed. Mm-hmm. You know, you you lacking. Oh yeah, and, and you know what I'm saying. And I just, you know, I was like, nah, that don't need to be my life. Right. You know what I'm saying. Like, especially when I know what partnership looks like. I know what you know, like love and like. Yeah. Like we like each other. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Shit, it's like, what What more do you need? And then on top of that, let me just say, shout out to the family. Like, everybody in my family was like, yeah. and they meet you and be like, man, if you don't marry her, you fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say no names, but a couple of homies was like, yo, all right, like, yeah, come on, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And these, were these other married men? Yeah. Hey, a couple of the single ones too. Like, yeah. yeah. It, but definitely like the married men. And the thing, it's funny. So I was watching uh, the day, the day before, or maybe like two days before, I asked you to marry me. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the day before. Day, huh? I was about to say it was the day before. It was the day before. You picked up the ring with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But no, no, no. It was because no, because it was it, it might have been two days before because we hung out hmm. and then we went to go get the ring. Maybe like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Y'all y'all hung out for two days. It's true. And so we were watching um we were watching the Black Godfather, um, uh, Clarence Avon. Yeah, R.I.P. Clarence Avon. Oh, um, and I noticed something about all these successful men. From, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the uh, the record company CEOs, the the producers, mm-hmm. the politicians, like anybody that was successful, mm-hmm. I noticed a common denominator. All of these motherfuckers had on wedding rings, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hmm, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. There's something to when you really are focused. Yeah. You have a partner." Uh, who enhances like you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and yes, they will fucking drive you crazy. I love you as I should. <laughs> but they will. But what they will also do. But what they will, Lord have mercy. But what they will also do is inspire you to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, you know. And in in the moments where, like I had, before you know, a few months before, you know, I got we we got engaged. Second guessing yourself yeah. and your partner's like, hey, hold up, like no, you know you you know you that nigga, right? Like you mm-hmm. know you him, right? Mm-hmm. And regardless of whatever shit might look like right now, yeah. Here's what I see, right? You know. And I think I think that that's in, that's important, you know. I feel like I went on a whole tangent. You probably did, as you should. Oh, shit. That's as you sh- as you should. <sighs> Fuck you, me. Even <sighs> when you wrong, you right, baby. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, no. Um, I love. <laughs> um, I love uh, allowing your voice to be so heard on this podcast on this show at large because um, my listenership is 80% 
male. Um, the 20% uh, that are, well, I don't know if my one non-binary listener still listens. I hope you, I hope I still have you. I love you, non-binary listener. So my 19 to 20. All love. Always all love. Um, my 19 to 20% of female listenership, um, they are very active in love culture. Well, I have more male raise it up why the podcast listeners active in love culture is the ladies but that's not uncommon from anything else in life when you want to get the you know job actually cracking it's usually a bunch of, of chicks back there really making all the stuff happen while you know guys might be the biggest donation contributor let's just say or they might be the one that seals the last part of a deal somewhere ceo cfo ceo wherever they might be a lot of what pushes the things that I'm into, which is education, social work, and things like that, it's usually a bunch of ladies. Gotcha. Um, and in entertainment, that's not wrong at all. Shouts out to Ricky Hughes. Hey, Miss Ricky, Ricky, every time you see anything that Dave Chappelle does, she's... Chris Rock too. And now Chris Rock. Rashidi did the last Chris Rock oh, with... Um, Chris Kevin Rock Hart. with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's on Netflix. Um, but... That particular uh, thing was our homeboy Rashidi. Shouts out to Rashidi. Fun fact, first voice on my debut album, Been In It A Minute, the guy that's leaving me a message, that's Rashidi Harper. Uh, at Harperville on Instagram, he's the one that uh, was behind the documentary with Kevin Hart and Chris Rock. But Ricky Hughes... All of the Dave Chappelle runs with Netflix and everything that you we've seen since his resurgence, yeah. that is a black woman killing stuff. You worked for one of her events. Nis did sure Nissan did. call you for it? He sure did. Nissan Stewart shouts out yes, uh, to yeah, Nissan bro. Stewart Hell and yeah. called you for that event. And you were there. You said, babe, yeah. does Ricky Hughes, what is Ricky Hughes? Look? And I... Well, didn't I send you her picture? I think I asked you her last name. I was like... Hey. Miss Ricky is what... Because that's what her name yeah, on Instagram is. Yeah. M S R I K K I. Yeah. And then when you look at Dave Chappelle's any uh -huh. any of the closing things, she's one she's the first female usually that's that right. you see in in all the pictures that uh I think that's Candyman photography that uh Candy yeah. T man if I'm not mistaken his name. Uh but that's usually the guy that's the those dope ass photographs at the end. Yeah. He's the guy that does it, but she's the first girl cuz she's the ex uh the only female producer. Yeah. With him her team is mostly women. Magic Lemonade shouts out like all that's mostly women, but they, uh, the 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 black activist that passed away in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, Edwards was it or John or, oh John Lewis, John Lewis, John Lewis, uh, because it was still during COVID, the funeral was aired on BET and it had to be produced. She did that yeah. during COVID. Her team of these ladies did that. And just women of they color that, that just doing their fucking thing. So I'm just putting it out there as an example of the fact that ladies really do be killing this shit out here. Not ladies kill it more than men or gender war corny shit. None of that bullshit. I, oh. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't want to cut your wisdom, yeah, God. But I just want to say, and I'm addressing the cameras for this one. Can we please leave that gender war shit in 2023 and back like because if we're not talking about solutions if we're not talking about really doing the work for love then we're just fucking talking 
And so. that's what a lot of people are getting paid for. Right. But Love just said that during the Love yeah. Lounge, the virtual Love Lounge. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just... But no, I you you echoed his sentiment exactly. Like, yo, that is so corny. I'm like, well, yeah, the reason we have Love Culture, the reason we do these Love Lounge live LA events as this podcast does like its live podcast tapings, that's what they're called here in LA. When we're doing them, a part of what we're doing is trying to bring a touch of practicum and validity to the very inflammatory, viral, gender wars types of topics. The reason you see them so much is because they're going to get the insights, the analytics, and the engagements that somebody will partner with you for ads. Somebody will partner with you for sponsorships. So because you're getting the numbers... Positivity, we know, unfortunately, doesn't get the numbers that those types of things get. So a lot of what we do in love culture is very organic, very grassroots, and it's more like a support group. We fund our own stuff. We just circulate. What is it? Uh, Shouts out to to Billy Paul. We just let the dollar circulate. You know what I mean? Like we just basically continue to support one another as much as we can. If we can't do it with money, we do it in kind. You know what I'm saying? But the idea is um, I brought my soul. I said this when I was addressing the male topic. You take you wherever you go. That's right. I'm me wherever I am. I have a master of social work degree. They'll tell you in social work, none of us are going to be millionaires. I'm like, speak for yourself, bitch. (laughs) You're not going to be the fuck a millionaire. I don't know who, you know, because you're going to be whatever you say you're going to be. Like 2024, I set the conditions. That's right. I set the conditions. I'll be, if if y'all say it's not going to happen, I'll be the first multimillionaire social worker. Because as a social worker, as a person who does give a fuck about people actually learning about themselves, actually seeing themselves, and that first time you see yourself is like the first time you undergo therapy. People generally report feeling depressed because it's the first time you're encountering yourself without the mask. And some of the fucking shit that you were trying to avoid with all your defense mechanisms, all of your makeup, all of your surgeries, all of what you thought the money was hiding, all of your uh, lying to se- whatever it is, some of that shit you had in place because some of those negative feelings you had towards yourself were pinging on real shit. Right. It's not that you are a bad person. That's not necessarily true. Um, Refer to episode 64, the, the YN's words of wisdom. You are only equal unto yourself. Your feelings are your feelings. Your thoughts are your thoughts. Right. They had a, in the, one of the love lounges, men came in there and some of them said, well, I am broken. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't lobby for that. Man. Watch what you say. Your, your ears can't unhear and your body, you're telling the universe every time you say something out loud. And let's say it's too woo-woo for you to believe in the universe shit. There's a guy named Isaac Newton, fucking physics guy. Yeah. The vibrations in this world, the energy, the applied mathematics, if you put it out, everything has an equal and an opposite reaction. This world is responding to you vibrationally. All of this shit is vibration. So if that's the case, watch what you title yourself. I am fill in the blank. Watch what you say in that next sentence. Excuse me, the the latter half of that sentence. Watch what you say there. 
that's not, I don't know. Anyways, you can, and YN was born to be the best version of YN for anybody that might get inspired from that, for people that I'm supposed to love through that. YN is only supposed to be YN. Therefore, I am not put on this earth to make one motherfucker change, think differently about themselves, be better or worse than they were today, yesterday, or tomorrow. That's all you. YN doesn't have the power to change a thing about who you are or what you do. Only you have the power to change, to be better, the same, or worse. But own your shit. Cat Williams set this whole year off. Let's keep it a stack. Let's keep it a thou wow if we're going to do it. Surprise the fuck surprise. 2024, the the, the Gianna and Kobe year. Ah, yes. Two and 24. Also, I named my ring GGB. That's cool. Because it's... Oh, wait. You see... I see your Lakers. No, no, no. Look. (gasps) With the 24. When did you get this? Sorry, wait, that's not the topic. But um I'ma still ask you where you got that because you black and gold. You you didn't even see me. I did, damn. Look at us. Look at my earrings. Come on, man. I'm just saying. Real nigga shit. <laughs> Anyways, um Soulmates. Last thing I'ma ask you. Okay. <clears throat> because again, the point of me saying all that stuff about women. Is that while 80% of the listenership of this podcast is male, 20% is feminine energetic domination. However, if you were to come to any of the love lounges on Instagram or YouTube, I think more women show up consistently. More women show up consistently. But when you start to look at love culture at large... You can start naming off a bunch of loves and you'll get to a lot of guys. You'll get some girls too, but there are a lot of guys there. The girls still outnumber though, yeah. I think. What do you think? Um, I mean, you got you actually see like the... I'd see them more insides, often than you actually, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, it's... If you include the music industry, there's more masculine. Well, yeah. The 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 rappers and the producers, yeah. Like the clubhouse rooms used to go up, and it was more men in there actually. Yeah, R.I.P. Clubhouse. Man, let me stop. No, 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 no. R.I.P. Clubhouse. That was season two of the Love Lounges. Okay, last question I'm gonna ask you. Okay. For all the gentlemen that listen, Mm -hmm. um, there's also women that listen in order to learn more about gaining that connection. So I asked you the question for guys, like mm-hmm. when did you know? Yeah. For a woman listener, mm-hmm. what in your opinion, uh suggestion, what feedback mm-hmm. could you provide for female listeners? who might be looking to be fianced, the potential wives uh-huh. of listenership, what are some things that you know about men? What are some things that you know that ladies in your past have done and you looked at that thing and said, oh, never. 
Uh, That's ne- I would never wife that. I'll yeah. fuck that. I'd love to have that suck my dick, yeah. but there's gonna be a never on wifedom yeah. for that because I feel like that previous question helped our guys. Like, yeah. how did you know? I so, know, in case yeah. any man is with his woman or is thinking of it, like there's that time that you know. So, this is more for the ladies. Okay. Yeah. Um. What? Just also, one thing I also did want to say about as far as you know knowing. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to know, uh, for a man, I would say you got to look at what kind of value Mm -hmm. that you add to her life and what she adds to yours. Got you. So that kind of helps me segue into this about the women, because one thing I'll say, um, about you, Mm -hmm. like you have an insane amount of value because you value yourself. Yeah. You do things. You. you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, you obviously, you know, all the surface shit, you know, that I was attracted to just, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to be like that checklist dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hell yeah. What? I used to be the checklist type of nigga. Care to share? Sure. I mean... I went through the whole, you know, she, she got to be, she got to be fine. My shit was like, her hair got to be hers, you know. Uh, she got to, <laughs> she got to be thick. <laughs> got to be able to cook. Got to love the Lord. Uh, got to be educated. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like all the things that mm-hmm. you, that you kind of check off, right? Um, in a potential mate. But i but the difference between like then and now is I just was like saying a lot of that shit. One, I preferred it, but it was because it was, it was the thing to say. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want a smart woman until she catch your ass in a lie. Got <laughs> you. Know what I'm saying? Got you. You, you, you want. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> you want the you want yeah. the virtuous woman that knows the Lord until she uses scripture to hold you accountable for something, and you'd be like, "Bitch, yeah. I'm the leader of this. Yeah. You're supposed to be submitting to me." Yeah. Or 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 the flip side of that is you want the virtuous woman until you get her in the bed and then find out she's so virtuous she can't fucking push yeah. it back. She's trying to fuck you to hymns, and it's like, no. <laughs> Don't fuck me to him. Yeah, no, what are we doing? Arch your back, downward <laughs> facing dog. Put your tailbone yeah. in the air. Suck yeah. his balls, girl. What the fuck you? Sorry. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, fam. <laughs> I'm not fucking with okay, you. Okay, so let me, let me, let's refocus. Let's focus up. Focus up. Um, But no, you, you know, but. But genuinely, like, understanding the value that your woman brings to your life. I've seen my life progress in ways that I could have never imagined Mm -hmm. on my own, necessarily. Um, And so that was, like, a big factor for me. It was like, nigga, I've seen changes, like, good changes. And it's like, well... Hmm. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but that's because like you just, you value yourself. Like you actually practice like accountability. Like you practice self-love. You practice 
um, you know, uh, self care. Like, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? And so for, for the ladies, I would say, you know, if you're looking to be fianced and you want to be married, um, you know, always understand your value first. Yeah. Um, because your value is more than just the pussy. Or, you know, if you got bread, like your value is more than that, you know, because I'm sorry, but when I'm second guessing myself, sure, you know, sex will make me feel better about it in the moment. But that's not going to help me then more than you saying, hey, you got this, like, you know, you him or like, you know, if I'm going through a, a, a challenge professionally. Yeah. You know, you're not kicking my back in. You're actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real mansion, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, and by that account, you know, women that do that, that that man you're talking to, mm-hmm. you know, when he's coming to you for help and you're doing that to him, there's another woman. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Who's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, so like, I would say, really, like, Pour into yourself. Yeah. Because a man who's committed to doing the same for himself, I, I mean, I I hear uh, Pastor Mike Todd's voice. I'll never forget that. We watched that Relationship Goals uh, uh-huh. series yeah, that sure. they did. And he was talking about, you know, you, you being so focused, like, on your lane. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you just running hard. Like, you really just, like, I'm... And you look up one day and you happen to look over and see someone running just as hard as you, like in their lane. And you go, hey, why don't we run together? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it just it it becomes you you just you if you know, you know, (laughs) I hate this inside joke. My bad. There's so many inside jokes happening. I want this to go away. But yeah, also and also, you know. (laughs) <laughs> be realistic again continue be realistic because you ask you a lot of what we what we see a lot of times is and she's a therapist mm-hmm. like I'm not a therapist I just am a nigga who pays attention to certain things but Period. a lot of times like we'll you ask people what, what their ideal mate looks like and they will describe to you something that does not exist that literally is a, is a figment of most people's imaginations like but in reality doesn't exist you ask a dude what's your ideal mate like and he's like oh nigga all the stuff i said on my checklist mm-hmm. but she got to be a freak but she can't be you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. she got to be this but can't be that got to be and it's like oh motherfucker you just you just described you a robot pardon. you yeah, pardon you in pardon, real life right? though <laughs> you know, the whole nigga pardon in real life though and then you ask some women you know what is your ideal mate a partner look like and they described you a butler that you said that before there are certain ladies if you were to ask them to describe their ideal mate they'll describe a butler and what was the guy the guy one you said you ask a guy to describe his ideal mate and he just he described uh, like a, a prostitute or something yeah yeah like a a like sex a pro- slave yeah a sex something. slave who could cook really oh yeah good, yeah yeah, yeah for mean? sure something like for sure and that shit isn't that's not realistic like you have to you have to really say look at people like beyond the surface number yeah. one you know and this goes for men and women yeah. look at look at who you're dealing with beyond the surface yeah and 
Uh, I would say, um, shit, I'm, I, I just drew a blank there. Look um, at people beyond the surface. Look at people, yeah, look at people beyond the surface and really see them for who they are. Look at how they treat others. Mm-hmm. Look at right. how they treat themselves. Right. Look at, you know, in the moments where they, you know, they up, right? You right. I mean? And it's like, okay, how do you, how do you act? How do you deal with when you're down? Yeah, when you when in stressful situations and yeah. high pressure situations, so like you know, you got to look at stuff like that, um, and understand, and then also, like, look at people's potential. And I'm not, and I know they tell you like, don't date a person's potential. Right. That's not. I'm not saying that. But you can look at it. But you can look at it. It's yeah. you can consider their potential. Yeah. Um, but don't hold on to just that. No. You know what I'm saying. No, like you need it. evidence. Yeah, there you go. You, you got to have you evidence. Need, you need evidence of yeah. what the person will actually do. Um, yeah. TJ knows about uh, all my <laughs> all my boyfriends now. I call them pre-TJs. So, so there was a pre-TJ that I had, and um, he had a great uh, amount of um, success that he had earned in working out. And he lost a lot of weight. And that was like such a big moment for him. And he wanted to then start bulking up and putting on muscle. Here's here's the pop <laughs> here's the problem with that. For the last year that the gentleman had been working out, he had been doing high cardio, eating low carb, doing different stuff, higher protein, uh, more veggies, way more veggies, and balanced meals really. But that's what you've proven evidently that you will do. And that's why you got the body that you have. So now when you start saying, all right, I want to get cut. I want to get muscles. That's a lot more push and pull. That's a lot more stationary weight training, uh, uh, physical strength stuff that you're doing. It's not necessarily a hike. Right. It's not a jog for two miles. It's a different lane. It's a different sect of fitness and working out. So I made a suggestion to that pre-TJ gentleman to say, hey, maybe um, ease yourself into a gym schedule so that you can prove to yourself you can keep that schedule. I was uh, told that I wasn't submissive. In so many words, not his exact words. I'm not putting words in that gentleman's mouth. But basically, that um, I didn't believe in him. All my doubt in in his abilities, he felt disappointed in me for for basically not just being a yes man, right. a yes woman, right. to what he thought he was gonna do. Not to call back to the Mel stuff, but right. You, I, 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 I said, hey, maybe here's a suggestion, and he took it as an attack. I said, you know what? You got it. And I didn't make one mention of his health journey again. About a year and some change later, he had put back on like, if he had lost 30 pounds, he had put back on 20. Um, None muscle. He was as firm as a marshmallow. And... Was getting ready to leave for work one night, having a conversation. I think I was getting ready to go to the gym 
because I stayed on my type of time and made a mention about one of like the shirts he was going to wear not fitting the same anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop. Okay. He made a mention. Well, you it was a... Nigga, his body made a mention. Oh, it, it, you know, the proof is in the fucking gelato pudding. Oh, you understand? Like, I don't. What do you stupid. want me to do? So yeah, bro was like in Get button down. Them buttons was. God. They was holding. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was a pistol. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I'm shit. trying to tell you. Ah, you know what is that? But uh, no, no, no. This is me being funny. Um. I apologize if that person happens to catch this. I I I hope you understand. Um the idea is your body is telling on you. Right. It's not me me making a mention of what your body is showing in this shirt means zilch. So I made a comment like, "Oh, Maybe that, and I'm thinking that's a newer shirt or something like that. It looked nice. I'm like, maybe it got shrunk in the in the wash or something like that. No, it's because da 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 da. And he went on to say, and it's like not like you gave a not like not not like you said anything about me not eating donuts and shit for breakfast daily, not going to the gym, but creatine and and was drinking this <laughs> and didn't do a push up I don't know what you want me to do this is your body this is your life what you, the work you fail to do doesn't become my responsibility because I hold up a mirror right. are you getting the point at that exact moment I was going to the gym I wasn't even happy with how my body looked at the time, which I can probably kick my own face for now, like looking back at that. Every time I learned I was fine, I was surprised. Surprise, surprise. I don't enjoy that. And that's a part of having your own value, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you keep you in your view. Keep you in your own perspective. Don't let yourself be a mystery to you and only you. Everybody else can see you clear as fucking crystal. You have to, it's your responsibility rather, Mm -hmm. to keep you in your crosshairs, in the scope of life that you're kind of shooting and aiming for. So I say that being funny, like every time I learned I was fine, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm also not being false either. That's that's 2020, the picture you took. And I said, oh, that's yeah. how I look? And I couldn't see. I Do you remember this? I, hell yeah, I remember it. That I, what? I, I, I literally, I'm just wanting you guys to see. I'm Man. I'm a pretty honest person. Um, and when I'm being funny, I'll tell you I'm being funny. But going back to just wrap up that story, yeah. bro was upset that he said, I saw him gaining weight and didn't do anything to stop him. That's what was actually told to me. So... It was somehow my fault. I want everybody, not just JBP loves, anybody that's watching. I just want all of you to see and hear the extent of a lack of accountability and where it'll go. Mm -hmm. What someone will try to put on you and all you did was be black and live. Hello? Like. Because. Damn. Yo. Because they can't, because they can't own it. Because. 
nigga, I don't, because I'm a bad person. You go back to that yeah. shame thing. So your defense, your ego starts to find a scapegoat. Yeah. Your ego says, no, 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 blame, blame. It's so, yeah. it's you. It's you. It's the white man. It's oh, this. It's that. Took the words right out of my mouth. Whoever it yeah. is. It's all those people taking our jobs. It's that person. It's the it's the the the, the liberal left. Oh, it's the conservative right. Man, it's you. Go yes. look in the mirror. You're not happy, change it. Sell a brick. Buy ass. Do whatever you want. But it's you. Figure you out. Get from up out of everybody's comment sections. Oh, please. Get from up out of the the, the celebrities and the the TSRs and Justin LaBoy's comments and and live life for real for yourself. Go do something, nigga, in real life. In real life. In the fuck real life, you understand? Like, I don't, you know, anyways... no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I, I know, I, I'm just gonna say no for real. Like, really, go, go live. Because what a lot of people don't fail to realize, and I don't know who this is for, but you know, y'all that do that shit in them comment sections, you get attention, but it ain't the kind of attention you really want to get. Like, because you look, you look sad. You yeah. look, you look uh, unfulfilled. Because yeah. anybody who is really out here getting to it. Don't got time they to don't be got worried time. about time, man. what another motherfucker's doing, let alone have a whole write a whole dissertation. Man, I've seen people write essays. I'm like, you goof, if you did that in a class, you could have got an A. You could have actually done something with yourself. Even more than that, you could have got a journalism job working for the, you know, the New York Times. No, or something. the journalism job actually requires a degree. Ah. Well, you see what I'm saying? You well, gotta start. Come on, surprise, surprise. Well, you gotta yeah. learn where you gotta start, my nigga. Yeah. Like, I'm anyways, Sorry. I'm bird walking at this point. I just wanted y'all to catch that piece of of learning your capacity for love. The more you know about yourself, the more you can love about yourself. If you only know yourself in certain situations, when you're up, when you're down, when you're fit, when you're fly, when you have money, when you that nigga, when you that bitch, if you only know yourself in certain instances and situations, you have yet to experience you on the come up. If you only keep relationships when everything is positive and you don't learn resilience, the bounce back after something goes wrong. You don't learn how to forgive someone once you felt hurt. If you haven't experienced a wide range of emotions that life can bring with a person, you, my heart, are not ready for the type of relationship that this nigga and I got. This this ain't a joke. Hearkening back to... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll segue us from get raised into the YN's words of wisdom right now, but hearkening back into how we first ever got on the Joe Budden podcast, I was having a conversation with the boys at the time about does your partner surveil your social media? Because one of the ways we had a hiccup involved sneaky behavior if you will on social media i want y'all to see that i'm speaking about this openly with him sitting right here next to me this is a piece of our story it's not even a pitfall for me personally i don't know how it feels when you hear it to you it was something that needed to happen it was something that needed to happen 
It was something that you got to learn from. Just a blind spot that needed checking. A blind spot, not to recall the love lounge we had in regards to the JBP question from the other day. However, also dating a therapist probably worked in your favor and an educator because by way of being an educator, it means I'm quite patient. I'm quite patient in the learning process. Very patient in the in the learning process, and you know, dating a therapist, boy. Well, dating a therapist who's also a real nigga. Like I got to think yeah, about yeah. that. I know a few therapists who are uh, different energetically. Uh-huh. You could do it from the outside. You have to close that one. Yeah, yeah no, that's right. But so the idea is this: when we got on the pod. Well, when I got on the pod, it was because I was asking a question about something TJ and I went through. This is something that we went through uh, years prior. We was completely over it by that time. But I just wanted to talk about it with the guys because I thought it would be a pretty compelling topic. Um, And I bring this up because in being able to enjoy a relationship seven years in, newly uh, engaged, on our way to being married, I feel like if we had not gone through learning about how we hide from love, where you were enveloping and putting pockets of your ego in order to never fully commit here because you didn't want to be broken, feel broken if you and me actually didn't work out? What if she cheats? What if she rejects me and confirms that I never felt I was good enough anyways? What if those, because those are the real kinds of topics. Niggas be talking about dumb shit like money and bitches and, and pussy and all this different stuff. That lets, That's like... Stay on social media. Those don't live life in real life if that's the case. Stay in social media because that's real to you. When you get out here in the real world, you have to actually learn how to love when it doesn't look cool. When it's not Instagrammable. When putting on a sexy fuckum dress is not the vibe for your story that day. When you gotta cry until your eyes hurt. When you gotta go seek out more counsel from God. Those are the types of things he and I have been through. It's not for the it's not for the faint of heart. It's for real niggas only. That's why I say love is the most gangster shit you can do. That was the YN's words of wisdom in episode two. Yeah. Real love is the most gangster shit you could ever do. It goes through everything. It comes out unscathed. Everyone is attracted to it. And the only people that don't fuck with it are fakes. Facts. Period. So, I bring up all of how TJ and I kind of got where we are for the YN's words of wisdom. Uh, I'm going to call this How I Bag TJ Wilkins. <laughs> oh, shit. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. 
Um, Take my shirt off. Hello, rub them nipples. Oh no. Uh, okay, but it's not going to be what he thinks. Again, refer to the title. Surprise the fuck surprise. So, I hinted at doing this on Patreon uh, about a year, if not two years ago, starting in 2024. A lot of the lady loves were in a love lounge on, if I'm not mistaken, Clubhouse. That's why I say I think it was two years ago. Um, and we were talking about how you were not, you had just got out of the love lounge on Clubhouse and whoever was left in the room might have been some guys in there too, but it was a lot of girls. And they were like, how did you find that dude, yo? Like, what the hell? Like, I said, he found me before I found him, first off. Found me and kept finding me again and again. Um, So when I say how I bagged TJ Wilkins, I'm already starting with he actually bagged me. Let's keep it a thou wow. Another JBP topic that they had with Simone Biles and her husband, who's a football player. Sometimes the guy is the catch. And ladies, this guy is a catch. He's my catch. Uh, In this relationship, he is a catch. And I say that because this man, plus any of my homeboys, plus men who aren't my homeboys, who just have worked with me, know me, see how I move like a G in lasagna, stay low, keep firing, win at all times, be sexy and feminine while you do it. Let me tell you something. There's not a lot of bitches like me, period. I don't have to wonder about that. I don't second guess that. I don't work this hard for that to be an accident. I woke up like this. Learn it. There's not a human walking that intimidates me, period. The only time I've ever been intimidated is when God reveals to me the next level of where he's taking me, period. So, keeping it a thou wow, TJ is a catch. He is my catch. In this relationship, he caught me, and then I bagged his ass. All right, let's get to the topic. Um, I want to tell y'all how I did it. Ladies, I need y'all to keep a starting five. I need y'all to keep a starting five. I'm going to make this real practical. I went to a Cal State. I'm not with all that theoretical bullshit. We are about practicum in where I come from, Long Beach State stand-up. Keep you a starting five, ladies. Here it is. Have the nigga on your roster, all of this assuming that you're single. Have the nigga on your roster that takes you out to eat. You and him, you do the food thing together. That's number one. Number two, have the nigga on your roster that is always there for the conversation. Amazing conversationalist. He is quintessential to have in this starting five. Ladies, have the conversationalist. Number three, and I say this for all the ladies who want to look good in their 40s like me, keep a nigga that work out. Keep a gym boyfriend. Keep you a gym boyfriend. Four, keep a funny nigga around you. He might not be the best conversationalist. He might think ice cream is one word. 
the idea is <laughs> keep a funny guy around. <laughs> Laughter keeps you living and young and youthful, all right? It keeps your biotin up, huh? Keeps your tits perky. Keeps your pussy tight. It keeps you right, ladies, okay? Keep a funny nigga. It's good for your collagen. Number five. And the place TJ was in my starting five. Keep you a nigga that'll dick you down. Dick you all the way down. And I'm going to call him on Facebook and dick you down. No. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I'm back. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Ladies, make sure you got that all together. Number one, I need you to have the nigga that take you out to get food. Number two, I need you to have a conversationalist. Number three, I need you to have a workout partner, a gym boyfriend. Number four, I need you to have a funny nigga. They are great. Keep them around. And number five, I need you to have a nigga that will dick you into next Tuesday. Okay? And on my team. I'm sorry. That was TJ. You you were the dick guy. You knew this. You know this story. I do do know this story. Yes. But I never get tired hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) So. Worked out. 9-11-2016. The day TJ and I meet, we meet on a gig. Shouts out to Gordon Campbell. We meet on a gig on a Sunday in September, the 11th to be exact. I'm 34 years old. TJ is about to be 26, which means he is 25 at the time. Surprise, surprise. I didn't know that shit. The nigga's tall, ladies. So I thought the man, and he, and he got he had this much facial hair then. When you got facial hair, you look grown. Yeah, well, you didn't have it on that gig. I'm just saying oh, you had enough. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, had yeah. The, the this part. Okay. But it and not a lot of it either. But it's just facial hair in general makes a man look older, oh, yeah. uh, and more mature. So at that time, I had all other positions filled. The dig down. I was making do with someone. Surprise, surprise. No, no, no. Um, And then TJ comes along. We talking every day about for a couple weeks. And TJ, to his surprise, surprise, learned that I'm one of the funniest humans he's ever met. Tell them I'm right. This nigga crazy. Yes. <laughs> I am loony and insane. And what's what makes my comedy funny is the fact that all I do is tell the truth. Yep. So the funny thing I had first ever told you was about a sex encounter that went different. Facts. It was a 69 that turned into a dumpster dive. And this gentleman's, you know, maybe you shouldn't do 69 with people who've been on their feet all day or had a lot of work to do that day. Cause, and then you don't know how everybody wipe. 
So it was to the point where, you know, I could smell his asshole. And I think I said exactly that. And you laughed on the phone for about 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, he's, he's, he was like, okay, you're different. I'm like, yeah, completely. Absolutely. So (laughs) I'm just letting y'all know how TJ and I started and- I'm giving you ladies the the rubric for how to do this. So at the time, I got me a gym boyfriend. We would meet up every uh, several times a week or whatever. Just really, it it was the rat repellent before I started wearing my fake ring. You know what I'm saying? It was just enough to keep niggas away from me in the gym. Um, that's one of my homeboys to this day. He just he just said happy uh, engagement for us and everything. And you met him. At the at my thirty sixth birthday party, yeah. So like, you met everybody. You sure did. Mm -hmm. No, no. Anyways, sorry, sorry. I'll get back. I'll get back on that. Um. So the thing is, my gym boyfriend and I are really, really sweet, non sexual, great conversation. But a lot of the conversation when we're in the gym is me counseling him about his bitches. He was just good because if I needed someone to work out with, which I generally did, I had somebody. I've been in the gym and somebody videotaped me as I'm, you know, doing a yoga move or something like that. And you look up and you see somebody taping you. This nigga will pack him out. That's what I needed. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that gym boyfriend was for. The conversationalist, we literally would get on a phone and the phone call would be done when one of our phones would die. Because that's usually what would happen. Or four hours had passed. Because it was just, he was a thinker, a conversationalist. He lived an interesting life from everything from spirituality to what was on TV. We had amazing conversation. And that person is someone I looked forward to every time the the, the phone would ring. Um, The funny dude, it could be memes. It could be memes. It could be going out and then, you know, look at this nigga. And the second that he gets to going, it was the best thing in the world. I could laugh till I was like bent over and crying like, okay, thank you. I I have to go because I'm going to lose my voice and I have a gig. I can't do this. Then the guy that would take me out to eat. Those were always the less. Those I never had a lot of those. Like those would just be like guys with money type of thing. Those types of men don't interest me. So I had a guy that was cooking. I had a guy that would cook for me. Uh, well, he cooked for himself and I would be there. So yeah, but just keep you fed that way. Ladies, this is how TJ went from being a 26-year-old dick'em down to being the nigga. We had a couple encounters. I said, oh, I really like this I really like how uh, I feel after I spend time with this guy. And after a while, TJ the Wilkins started saying, hey, you you want to go grab something to eat? And what I'm not knowing is this dude know all the best restaurants in Los Angeles. And I'm like... Oh, shit. And then it, when he didn't have a, a recipe that he wanted to pay money for, he could cook. I said, uh-oh. X'd the cooking nigga. So now I'm down to four niggas because TJ is not only Mr. Dickum down, 
he is now also Mr. Eat It. <laughs> Eat it! No, no, no. Um, yeah, so... So he would take that guy's place. He was let go off the roster. So now I got a gym boyfriend, I got a funny nigga, and I got a conversation list. After a while, TJ and I start doing like, we did start to have some conversations. I think conversation came first. Conversation came first. And the conversation was good. And the conversation was good. So good to the point that I stopped having enough time in a day. I mean, I'm also at the time working on Dr. Dre's show, teaching as a professor full time, doing a bunch, like there was just not enough time in the day. So um, I had to choose wisely who I would spend time with on the phone, especially. So it exnayed the conversationalist because our conversations would last long, but not four hours. At this point, ladies, TJ had a, you bless you, baby, had a decision to make. And I let him know at this juncture about my starting five. I'm a very honest woman. That's another thing I would suggest for anybody, guy or girl, whoever you love, however you love, non-binary, all of it. If you're not willing to keep it a stack and be all the way real with the person that you're with, it is an indicator that you're not real with yourself, number one. If you can't be honest, candid, and real with yourself, you are always going to have a problem in a relationship. I don't give a fuck with who. You're always going to have a problem. Start to get comfy in your own skin and with yourself. I, I just need you to hear that. Be comfy with who you are. Without that, nothing else will matter. Because it just won't last long. It won't work. So, when TJ is now Mr. Dickum, food, and conversation, I have to let TJ know, hey, here's a problem. I know we are on like some, like, we like each other. We spend a lot of time together and that's really cool for us. You live a busy life. I live a busy life. So the spare time that both of us actually do have, we're choosing to spend with one another. Hey, you're 60% of my roster as one man. You are 60% of my roster now. I still have a gym boyfriend and I got funny cuz that, that be around and shit. I'm letting you know things are getting weird because I laugh just as much with you in our conversations now that I did with Funny Cuz. You're sneaking up on becoming 80% of my roster and I need you to know that if this goes in this fashion anymore, it's going to start to feel like we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Is that something you're ready to entertain? If not, give some of this back. Like, you get me? Like, like, like I'm going to start going more out on dates with other men for food or I'll spend time less with you on the phone so that I can be with my conversation. Like, I'm giving you the option because I respect you and I like you. TJ over here like, 
<laughs> oh, you like me? <laughs> Indeed. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm TJ Wilkins, 26, 7, 8 years old, real LA nigga and shit. <laughs> Lamert raised me. <laughs> God made me. <laughs> 60s. <laughs> no. No, I know you're not the 60s. I know, I know. I'm trying to throw them off your scent. Shit. I'm not trying to tell everybody your business. You got family on both sides. I don't doubt nothing. <laughs> We are protected on all fronts. Hello? Uh, shit, with just your side and just my side. But anyways, here we go. We have that talk. Next thing you know, 2018. And you want to do these walks? I'm like, yo, we start doing two and three mile walks in the time that I would usually be with my gym boyfriend. I've been stopped talking to to uh, Funny Cuz because it's just me and TJ. And it's like, all right, in 2018, naturally, you and I are the only ones that are together. Ladies, so what are we is the last question a man ever wants to hear from a woman's mouth. So where do you, th- what is this, what do you- I'm telling him math, like literally, I can put more niggas on my roster again. It would just take time away from you and me. Is that something that you would want? And he's like, no, I like spending time with you. Okay, well, if if we want to spend time, then let's go. Let's keep going. We can keep it cracking. And so we do. So as 2018 and at the top of 2019 comes in, it gets to a point where I say, you know what? We're going to go ahead and do this. Because if we're not going to go ahead and do this, I'm going to do this elsewhere. That's, and that's when that changed for him. Ladies, notice it's never about, so what are we going to do? Are you going to make things official? No, I don't. I'm not waiting for a man to tell me what the fuck I'm about to do. Where my heart or where my, my whereabouts is concerned. I'm presenting a bunch of information to you. Does this interest you? See or no? Do you want to fuck with this or no? It's a it's a it's either or sort of a thing. And as you see, 7 years in, we still fucking with one another. But ladies, I wanted to give y'all that tidbit so that you don't start within the first year or so placing fiance expectations that I have with this man as we're building our eighth year of being together. I don't want y'all to put fiance uh, 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 expectations on a dude that just thought you were pretty and asked you if you wanted to go eat. It's not that deep. If you offer up the pussy for sale within the first couple weeks and he gets to hit, You've allowed him to now be the food guy and the dick guy. You're 40% into boyfriend status with a guy who has not chosen you. Ladies, don't give your power away. Your power is deciding when you give complete focus to any one gentleman. Until... You see 
that this gentleman is attempting to focus in on y'all in a similar fashion, do not become a top option in a man's world who's not even looking at you like a choice. Like, not for the for the long haul, not for the whole run of the of the of the of the of the marathon. If he's not considering you, if if you're not hearing conversations about making things more serious, he hasn't asked you, you haven't expressed your feelings and thoughts. If these things haven't happened, please don't try to make a fiance out of a fuck. I would try not to at the very least because a fuck is never just a fuck for a lot of us ladies. It involves our hearts. We're saying all that hot girl summer type shit. All that shit sound cool until you realize all the, everybody that was on ain't no fun. If the homies can't have none was married. They letting y'all party it up to all these songs about frivolous sex and fucking and being reckless. And they all have a strong partner they go home to. The city girls who taught y'all how to be scamming ass niggas, scamming these niggas and scamming on these rich ass niggas and uh, scheming on this pussy ass, all, all that shit. They got boyfriends. They telling y'all about throwing your pussies here, there, and everywhere and being frivolous while they actually get wifed. Hot Girl Summer got wifed a few times by a few different niggas. Y'all can keep being victims to the game or you can learn from it. I really, really hope you take the practical approach of diversifying your focus, keeping a roster of gentlemen that way you're not throwing the pussy everywhere and devaluing the product that way you're not entertaining a whole bunch of people to the point where if the guy that was for you wanted to spend some time with you your dance card would be full you're focused enough but you're also leaving yourself open for options that are viable that's how you keep a starting five that's how you bag a TJ Wilkins. Surprise, surprise. But do surprise, surprise. Oh, the baby. Sorry. You done set me up. I done set you up, nigga. Set me. <laughs> no, I done told <laughs> We're going to pay your dues, and I can't be as loud as I usually am. So before I go. This is quiet is pay your dues that we ever did. Cause I got a kid, she's in the back, quiet as a quack. That would be a duck. Never gave a fuck. Freestyling for you. Okay. I could have kept that going. I you know, I just didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? Well <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Bat. Yeah. Poor baby. Um Hey <laughs> yo. You're gonna listen back to this and laugh. You're gonna laugh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, pay your dues. Let it be known. Hair by Quista at H A I R B Y Q U I S T A. 
will be doing my hair for my wedding, period. She will be doing my hair for Love Lounge Live LA in just a couple weeks, especially after y'all hear this. Uh, Hair by Quista is my only hair lady. Um, Thankful for her. I did my hair today because I've been, like I said, working out on all this hair. So I only go to her when I know I want to respect the actual hair. (laughs) Yes, that's I was looking at it. You like it? Thank you, baby. It's yours. Oh, surprise, surprise. Okay. Uh, at I Love The Do, I-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-D-O-U-X, has a new line called Press Play. And it's for girls that like it straight. The, what they call heat stretched hair. Have you heard that term? Heat stretched hair. Because in the, in the uh, curly girl or the natural hair movement, they, they sometimes say that if you straighten your hair, you're not a natural girl anymore. Surprise, surprise. No, I'm just saying, I, I can't entertain bullshit. So I leave that alone. But uh, my cousin, what I love about her on her page, she's like, it's so funny because y'all be thinking because you don't put heat on your hair that your hair healthy. It's not. It be crunchy and dried out. Surprise, surprise. No. Um, So, press play. Available at Target. The full line is currently available at Target. Um, One of the most bouncy, shiny, bodiest times I've ever had my hair done was by my cousin, Maya Smith, CEO of The Do, T-H-E-D-O-U-X dot com. Um, I think all the products are sold out on the... the, um, on the website, so that's why I'm encouraging everybody, please go to Target. Uh, find your local Target. See if the Press Play line is there for any of the ladies who are natural and also like to wear it straight. You will be entirely happy. Um, In the honor of our engagement, I thought it would be dope to shout out our homeboy, Urban Counselor for the second pay you do. Urban underscore counselor uh, runs at Whole Life Baltimore, spelled correctly. Whole W-H-O-L-E, Life Baltimore. Um, they have a campaign that they're running called Hashtag It's a Fiance. Oh, wow. And it's all for premarital counseling. Stop. Is that not dope? Did you know that his wife is also a therapist and works at Whole Life Baltimore? Urban Council is dope as fuck. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of the loves have ever doubted that. You know what to be true. <laughs> Mr. T, Baltimore, let's go. And then we have to say shouts out to Mitzen just because we yeah. let's do the mastermind thing. It's a new year. Make sure everybody knows the masterminds is in full effect. You will see them on the pod sooner than later. Um... Number three, I wanted to shout out I am TJ Wilkins. At I am TJ Wilkins. Uh, and the hashtag will to win. W I L, the number two W Y N. Will to win. Because that's what's going to be all up under our wedding photos and anything else. We already starting our hashtag. Surprise, surprise, you bitch ass niggas. Um, yeah, so. Uh, I'm really excited about the fact that at Wava Life, go. You might be missing one. I'm missing something. No, no, no. Oh, oh. I, I was gonna. Um, oh shit. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Let me shut up. I love him. Shut up. Bing, 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 bing. I don't ever want to hear you say that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, boy. At Wava Life is going to be hosting a cocktail hour at February 13th Love Lounge Live event. Um, W-A-V-A-L-I-F-E. Uh, Wava Life. Um, did I spell your name? I am TJ Wilkins. I am... T-J-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I mean, it should be something. But anyway. He was the dick him down number five on the team. Now he's doing it lean. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, my bad. Uh, so at Wava Life stepped all over their little ad. But uh, at Wava Life is doing a cocktail hour at uh, this year's Love Lounge Live LA event. Um, We might do another Love Lounge Live this year, so I can't just say this year's, the first of 2024's Love Lounge Live LA uh, events. And I cannot wait. Probiotic drinks, as well as you get a little bit of bubbly. Well, his drinks are bubbly, so that's kind of like self-explanatory but being uh what they call it having a healthy buzz yeah i love that uh so yes this love lounge live la will have food and drink um and also it will act as a great way to have a start to your valentine's day vibrations okay uh not september guys uh february 13th it is a love tuesday right here in sunny los angeles i hope you are able to make it um i think i'm going to do special pricing if you have a if it's a couple i'm gonna figure that out surprise surprise (laughs) but um at raise it up wide at R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y and all the love say rockets up on these hoes. Um, I have one thing I need you to look up. Or you have it. What? I want to shout out our, well, your jeweler who is about to be our jeweler. He's ours now. He's our jeweler, all right, who created this amazing ring with you. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. It's Vegan. Uh-huh, Vegan's jeweler. Vikens Jewelry at V-I-K-E-N-S-J-E-Jewelry. W-E-L-R-E-Y. Just spell jewelry, Nick. I'm people, everyone. Yay. Talk about stepping on an ad. And then um, I want to say this last thing because I know this episode went longer than I expected it to. I'm showing the camera my ring right now, so yeah, right. Oh my god. Um, I think about this ring. I think about episode sixty-five. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a short episode. I do a thirteenth episode every year, and it's on um, YouTube only. Uh, I walked love culture through my vision board. And I talked about why it was so important to keep a vision for what you want and what you want, Tid, in this life. Um, I bring that up because um, 
If you look at episode 30, uh, uh, 65, you will see that my vision board for 2024 is split in two. There's a blue side and a red side. The blue side was TJ's and my love side. The red side was YN, the Aries, the go-getter, the passion for the job. The Grammy was on that side, a bunch of stuff on that side. I bring this up, though, because I had a particular vision for this one lookout that TJ and I go to. On that particular side of the vision board, I couldn't have known that was exactly where TJ was going to actually propose to me. Right above that, well, on top of that view overlooking like Manhattan Beach area, that's what the picture represented, was a big yes with an exclamation point. Beneath it, it said, God did, I do. And it had this beautiful... It was a necklace diamond, but it had this diamond that looks exactly like my ring. I showed that to you, right? I couldn't believe it. I was so, I was so like flabbergasted at that. I said, wait, what? God did. I do. It has this ring well this diamond on top of it and then underneath it there was a she can it's literally a can and it's called she can that's overlapping a picture of you and me and the obamas right next to it he had people from the obamas tape the proposal from the obama show Listen, y'all can't convince me that you don't have not because you don't ask not. If you don't keep a vision for what you want in this life, if you aim at nothing, don't be surprised when you hit it. You itching in your hand? You giving me some money? You're not just a fiance, you're my finance. That's finance. Finance, okay. Um, he just said it was normal. Um, I bring that up though because thinking of Vikan's jewelry and how this ring looks, how I created that vision board on something like 1111, and you were nowhere near here, that was actually one of, like, a week before Obama was about to close. Wow. Yeah. So you were dead into your work week. Yeah. And all of these things that none of us, we didn't plan for the black and gold. No, it just happened like that. This is just, you you vibrate on, look, and you, your, your palm's still itching. You vibrate on certain frequencies, you attract certain things. It's like that and that's the way it is. It doesn't go two ways. It's only one way, all the way. We have an all the way frequency. 
period. I just want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Thank you for your non-refundable time and energy, like I said at the top of the pod. Thank you for every season of podcast loves that I have, uh, whether you're from Instagram season one, Clubhouse season two, Amp season three, a very short-lived station head season four, which I really believe I just transferred one, two, and three over there. I don't know that I gained new loves at Station Head season four. Um, looking forward to what season five brings. Looking forward to what the next level of love will be, could be, is in this life. Um, this is the first episode of this pod that I can remember. I knew where my boombox ring was and forgot to wear it. So let's say instead of having the boombox ring it's a fiance shouts out to urban counselor i'ma say stay in love and stay real y'all raise it up why raise it up